I'm genuinely 50-50. I, I think he might actually be a spy. Oh, my God. Just because of his sh- his sheer machine-like laser focus oh, I know he brings you're talking about. to such wild hobbies such as <laughs> running. <laughs> running is how it tipped me off that this guy is, is some kind of bounty hunter. Okay. I cover mornings occasionally, which means that I'm awakened at the door, hopefully before 5 a.m., mm-hmm. on more than one occasion when I've been covering which is very rare. I have run into this guy, or rather, he has run into me. <laughs> Literally, because he's running. Right! Because yeah. as I'm leaving at like 4.45 a.m., I'm praying for a caffeine IV. I'm just trying to keep my eyes open. <laughs> this f***ing guy is jogging down our street. He's just out for a run. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You're joining us here. You probably love romantic comedies. Amazing news. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Killers. Killers. And if you want to reach out to us on Instagram, at Rom-Com Rewind. We also have TikTok, at Rom-Com Rewind. You can send us emails, and I will respond to you. Horrible grammar. You know, you should know that ahead of time, but... Uh, it's romcomrewind at gmail.com. We got a message from Savannah. Savannah said, after hearing the Andy Samberg debate <laughs> on the mailbag episode, y'all have to do Palm Springs. Andy, Groundhog Day, Quantum Physics, the trifecta, she says. I heard it's a really good movie. I actually haven't seen it yet. And I mean, I am, like you know, a big Andy Samberg fan. But I've been kind of holding off until we actually do an episode on it. Uh, podcast episode because I want I want like the first time to, that I see it to be like for the review. Can I say we talk about Andy Samberg so much? <laughs> I yes. wonder if we could get him on this pod. Oh my god, if we got him on this podcast, I think I would die. Like full transparency, I have done no work to get him on the like we haven't contacted <laughs> his people or anything. I don't know who his people are, but maybe it's possible. Who knows? I would love that a lot. Do we not tell you, though, and we just, like, surprise, here's Andy Oh, my Sandberg. God, if you did that. Yeah, like, I'd probably, well. Would you be upset that you're being surprised? No, not at all. Okay, no, I would I would be happy, yep. Put that in the back <laughs> of our brains there. Duly, duly note. Killers is a 2010 romantic comedy directed by Robert Luktik. He's also done Monster-in-Law, Legally Blonde, 21. Nice track record. Killers is the story of Jen Kornfeldt. Played by Katherine Heigl. Jen is on a trip to Nice, France when we meet her. She's with her parents, Mr. and Miss Cornfield, Played by Tom Selleck and Catherine O'Hara. O'Hara, yeah. I had a coworker named Carly O'Hara. O'Hara <laughs> and like we always made like that like Irish, like Carly O'Hara is here. <laughs> and now I just, I can't not say it that way. It's really Oh, obnoxious. okay, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what's happening here. All right. Yeah. Um, Jen... Catherine Heigl's character is recently single. She's kind of neurotic, a little intense. And in Nice, Jen meets Spencer, Ashton Kutcher. Immediately, Jen is enamored by Spencer. They go out for dinner, grab some drinks. I'm just doing the Coles notes of this because our relationship with Spencer is clearly blossoming, but there's something Jen and her family don't know about Spencer. We learn basically immediately in this movie, Spencer is an assassin or he's a spy. He's somebody who kills people for money. <laughs> yeah. That is the lead up to our movie Killers. So what are your thoughts on this one? 
I need to show you niece. You realize I'm gonna make you tell me your whole life story? Trust me, it's boring. Someone who's genuinely attractive. Did Daddy promise to be nice to him? Mm, not in so many words. Mm. How did I get so lucky? Are we gonna pretend to play basketball tonight or what? I got dinner with Jen. Oh. Surprise! I'm back! Stop hurting him! Psycho killer! Who do you work for? Let's just say that I work for the blah, 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 and they gave me a license to blah. In the times that I've seen it before or previous to this last time, I always found Katherine Heigl's character beyond frustratingly annoying. <laughs> like, just because I find she just screams a lot. Um, but this time it was actually not too bad. I don't know what changed. So, um, well, I think what changed is that we've been watching romantic comedies for like two years and you maybe realize that there are more annoying characters yes, than I, Catherine Heigl in this one. You're probably right. She is on the list, but there's worse. Out there. Yeah. Um, looking at you, Vanessa Hudgens, princess switch. Oh my God. I like those movies, but anyway, <laughs> uh, no, the movie's cute. I like it. It's a fun watch. If you want some like action rom-com, I find like it's an action rom-com cause like there's lots going on and there's, it's a good story cause it doesn't, there's no lull I find I never found that there was a lull in the movie and I really liked that about it um I like Katherine Heigl I really like Ashton Kutcher um I mean I don't think it's like the top five or top 10 rom-coms of my life but it's it's a good easy watch um and it was it was, it was fun I like that you brought up the action so my overall thoughts are that this movie is just good solid a little bit mindless fun. Like, yes. you don't really need to think about it too much. Completely agree with you. And please don't think too hard yeah. about it because you'll mm -hmm. find some holes in the story. Um, I think it's also, like, from a guy's perspective, for the couples listening, yes. great entry point to get your guy to watch romantic comedy with you. Okay, the notebook, that can be intimidating for your dude. Fair enough. P.S. I love you. A lot of emotions happening there. This movie... This movie is, to Mr. and Mrs. Smith, what No Strings Attached is to Friends with Benefits. Oh my gosh, that's a really good comparison. It's like the same movie, just with Ashton Kutcher. Yes. It, it is that movie, just there's no Brad Pitt. There's a, And also, it's just not quite as polished. You know, fair. I think we can agree. Mr. and Mrs. Smith was a very well done movie. This one's good, though. There's fun jokes. Even when the jokes don't hit, at least there's action. You're keeping me entertained. The action also surprisingly doesn't suck. I, I think they probably hired a decent choreographer to do some of the fight sequences because I'm like, oh, well, this doesn't suck is basically what I thought about it. So Yeah, I think they actually had stunt people for this movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it, it does show. So, yeah, it, like you said, it's not in the upper echelon, but if you're just... Sunday night, uh, you know, what should I... Oh, this this will be fun. Your guy will not be upset watching it either. It's good. Yeah, like a B-rated uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, right? Like, That's it's exactly like it's, 100%. Yeah, I like that. That was a really good comparison. So it opens with Jen on a plane with her parents flying to Nice, France um, after being dumped by her boyfriend. Uh, when we meet Spencer, he is on a mission and they're both staying at the same hotel in Nice, France. Yes, yeah, Spencer, Ashton Kutcher, they meet in the elevator at this, what we assume is a very... Nice hotel. It's a beautiful hotel, I think. And we also get like this weird little montage of just Spencer troping around Nice, yes. taking photos of people and yachts and 
you know, he w- they're they're doing the montage secret spy thing. He's a secret spy. He is a secret spy. And, and they're just getting the audience caught up real quick. Yes, yeah. and I think they did a good job at that. Like, we didn't need to go into too much detail about how he is a spy yeah. and, and all of that, but I, I think they did that well to kind of introduce him as a, as the character spy. They meet in the elevator. That's what you just said. So, do you think that that is a cute meet cute or not? Um, I think it's an overdone meet cute. Like, how many movies have we done where there's an elevator scene? I think literally, if I think about Katherine Heigl, when she did Ugly Truth, it's not a meet cute scene, but she has a scene with Gerard Butler in the elevator. That's right. Yes, they do. Yeah. Age of Adeline, they have the meet cute scene in the elevator. Yep. It's just very. It's easy, right? It's a close, like you're forced into a close area. There's nothing else to do except for look at the ceiling and look at the person next to you. So, yeah, it's overdone, but it makes sense. I like it. It's funny because I read a thing. um, It was a meme about Grey's Anatomy and about how the elevator plays one of the main characters in, (laughs) in the show. Because... So many things happen in the elevator in Grey's Anatomy. What, wasn't there somebody being operated on yes, in an elevator? the heart, the heart guy, God, and that this, was George O'Malley. That show's so stupid. Well, okay, <laughs> all things aside, um, people have lived, died, bled, like, in that elevator in Grey's Anatomy. And I think it's, it is overused, but I think it, I don't think it's... And the Academy Award goes to... <laughs> the elevator in Grey's Anatomy. The elevator in Grey's yeah, Anatomy. yeah. <laughs> I, I do think it's a cute place to meet. And I think it's um, almost like a forced meet cute, right? Yeah, it is. Exactly. There's nowhere else to go. Can I backtrack just real quick? Yeah. We meet Mr. and Mrs. Cornfield. We do. We meet them actually on the plane, like you were talking about. They're flying to Nice. Sarah, through the majority of this movie, you demonstrate a lot of characteristics of both Mr. Cornfield and Jen Cornfield. Oh, and Jen. Okay. I was <laughs> you were going to say of Catherine O'Hara's character, and I was like, how? Not at all, actually. No, you're, you're Tom Selleck, Sarah. <laughs> no. If you if you listening don't know, you know, Sarah is Tom Selleck, really. I really don't um, identify as Tom Selleck in that way. Thank can you. I, can I state my case real quick? Sure. What is the first thing we see Tom Selleck doing in this movie? He's on a plane. Is he not? He is reading the in-flight safety laminated I don't card. do that, though. You don't do that. No. But Sarah is like a middle-aged dad oh my when God. it comes to airports. I don't. I am not. Okay. In comical fashion, Sarah is the person who checks in early, saves the seat. Everyone wants to pick their seats. Here's the thing, though. Sarah has an algorithm for seats. We were oh at God. the um, mid- <laughs> Uh, escape exit on our most recent Yeah, the flight. exit, yeah. Because... There was more leg room. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. I never... And you also get boarded. And you get priority boarding. You get priority boarding. <laughs> Who knew that? I actually had no idea. I've flown a lot. Sarah's like, here, here are the seats we got. And here's why. Our first flight on our most recent vacation, we arrived three hours early. No, it was less than three hours. No, no, no. We are we were at the oh terminal three hours early. No, it wasn't. We were there at ten AM for a one o'clock flight. And that was at the terminal. We had already gone through security at that point. I didn't know it was the first time traveling during COVID. And so I didn't know <laughs> how long it would take us to get through security. And let me remind you, on our flight from Vancouver back to Calgary. How long did security take? 
Oh, it did take long. Correct. It did take long because we, we can also talk about this. This is funny. I've never seen cats go through security. Oh Has anybody seen cats go through security? <laughs> it's comical. <laughs> Um, because like there, so there was this dude, they had two cats, but also he, he was, there was a family. So there's like a little kid with the, the father, he's holding the cat in his arms, trying to walk through the thing. The most comical part was them trying to grab the cats out of their carriers and then pull them through the, the sensors. Well, it, it was Bedlam because the guy has the cat in his hands. He walks through the scanner, but then his kid also walks through at the same time. And the guard's like, no, 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 no. The kid's got to go back. So the dad's like, no, okay. <laughs> Go back, and then so he goes back, and then the dad goes through again, holding the cat, and the kid tries to follow. And then they get, bring out the wand on the cat. Like, holy <laughs> f- guys, let's get moving. <laughs> it was a lot. It took a lot of time. That was extra, probably an extra 20, 25 minutes. It was a long time we waited in And that Tom Selleck Sarah is just seething. No, I wasn't seething. I just... on a schedule here. Oh, my God. Printed I'd... the itinerary. I would just like to say I don't think I'm that bad, but thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for that. <laughs> Not appreciated at all, Devin. <laughs> God. If you ever need uh, flight tips, Sarah, Sarah's got you. We do wrong. Book flights advice. on a Tuesday. But is that true? Yeah, they're cheaper on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you wanted to know. I was joking about the flight <laughs> tips, but you're like, oh, I, ha- I have one. <laughs> what? A- is there any other wisdom you'd like to bestow upon us? <laughs> not at not at this time. Get, Thank get you. Get the emergency <laughs> exit seats because you get boarded first and they're bigger. And they're priority, yeah. Yep. And they're, yeah, and they're priority. Book flights on Tuesdays. Anyway, back to the movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, Spencer and Jen have met. Yes. Um, there was like a fun little quirky play on things where Spencer was speaking to her in French. I don't speak French. Je ne parle pas. No, 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 no. I got it the first time. Why did you follow me? <laughs> I was already going to the beach, remember? Yeah, well, I could be going swimming, too. Are you? No. <laughs> I'm just going to go marinate in shame. I'm Spencer, by the way. He does ask her to go out for dinner. Yeah, and I think Jen's at a point where she wants to be more spontaneous. So she pushes herself, which actually is a good thing because um, they hit it off. They hit it off really well, and they um, end up having a wonderful southern France romance and meanwhile spencer is kind of working there's a yacht that explodes or maybe a helicopter helicopter yeah something explodes helicopter and we we gather that maybe he uh completed his job but regardless after dinner uh spencer and jen they go to a nightclub they have some drinks have a good time end up back in the hotel room and spencer he's ready to divulge you know, there's something you don't know about me, Jen. I'm paid to kill people. Because Jen Jen lets him know, you know, I'm actually not this kind of girl. I'm really boring. I'm really like in, you know, my head a lot. And I am just a boring human <laughs> and neurotic. And Spencer is like, I really told anybody this before, but I kill people. He turns around. She's already sleeping. Wow. You're taking this a lot better than I expected. I mean, usually it's bad people. It's not like I'm not... I'm killing good guys. I'm not a murderer. I'm a professional. I, I professionally kill people. Get the sense that very quickly these two have connected. Spencer might be ready to get, get out of the spy game. And Jen is is ready to start something new. The thing I like about this movie is that we're just we're just hitting the checkpoints because then we fast forward like what? Three, three years. years. Yes. Yep. And we're back in the United States. Spencer and Jen 
thriving relationship. Yes, they're doing well. They're married. They've been married for three years, and um, it's his birthday that's coming up, and she gets him open-ended tickets to Nice, which I think triggers a, a piece of him thinking back, like, that was, like, the best time of my life, but also the worst time of my life, because... It was when I left the spy game, my last mission, and my boss told me I needed to continue, but I literally walked away from him. And the best time I met, I met my wife and I love my life. And I, do I want to go back to that? And obviously, Jen doesn't know that he was a spy and walked away from it at nice, in Nice for her and just in general. Um, but he's, he's very conflicted. And Jen can't really understand that because she doesn't know that he is, in fact, a spy. So... They kind of go on their daily life and they all know all of their neighbors like really, really well. And it's like a little community like you. You don't get to dive into their their neighbors lives too much, but you kind of get a sense that they are like quite close, like block parties. And yeah, they do block parties. I mean, like we're close with a lot. of Oh, our neighbors. we are very close with our neighbors. Oh, no, it's just it's cute. Like I wrote like and it's a community like with oh an exclamation God. mark. <laughs> You're <adorable. laughs> But he lives a normal life. They both live a normal life. And the he's he opened like a architecture construction company. Is that kind of how it is? I think so. Something yeah, like yeah. Yeah. So he has some friends there and they just kind of living their lives. And he gets a package at work while he's at work one day. Yeah, and this is this is really the crux of the conflict of our movie because so far everything's been coming up gravy, right? We went through we we learned a lot about Jen. We vaguely know that Spencer was a spy. They're back in the U.S. They've started a life together. And then Spencer gets gets a really strange, is it a card? Postcard. From his old boss, basically saying, want to reconnect. And it was like, there, there was like a hidden coded message. Yeah. But his boss is seemingly trying to suck him back into the game. Yeah, so he's on really, really high alert. And he walks back into his house when when he gets home, when Spencer gets home, thinking that someone's in there. But it is a surprise party put on by Jen. And so all of the neighbors, all of their friends are all there, including two of his coworkers, Henry and Vivian. And he's now suspicious, though, of everyone because um, he just has a, has a sense that something's going on with his boss trying to pull him back into the spy game jen is supposed to be going to san francisco for a conference and he totally you can totally tell like he wants her gone so that he can like get to the bottom of things figure out what his old boss wants after the party henry his friend and co-worker who, played by rob riggle Love yes it. he is hilarious he plays the same character pretty much in every single movie that he's in yeah very similar yeah yeah the guy so he's the guy who sleeps over on the couch he gets a text message the next morning, and it's on. I, I, I really like how they set this up. Um, yeah, because so, you know, they're having this party for Spencer. It's his birthday. We meet a lot of characters. We do. At this party, and I think that's important because a lot of them come up. But when he wakes up, Rob Riggle, Henry, is passed out on the couch. You know, he's just waking up. Spencer's going to get him some breakfast. And I really like how this scene's shot. It was almost my best scene because oh. Spencer opens the fridge. We can't see Rob Riggle, but he's looking at his phone. He's like kind of squinting at it. When the fridge door closes, he's got a knife. He like tries to stab Spencer. You know what you can do? You mix the two together. <laughs> what the hell are you doing, man? Should have seen your face. You almost grabbed your pants. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> Kill anybody. 
And through this this really well-choreographed struggle between the two of them, we learn that there was a hit put out by somebody, we think maybe Spencer's old boss, there was a hit put out on Spencer. For $20 million. $20 million. So now, the, the, the much like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I don't know how the spy network works or whatever, <laughs> but yeah. like, I don't know who got this message. We don't know who got this message, but... Somehow friggin' Rob Riggle, who was Spencer's co-worker for the past three years, was a spy who was planted, waiting for this day to come. And he tries to kill Spencer. Yeah, and then Jen is supposed... She's on her way to the conference. So she comes back home, and she is just... This is one of the scenes that like I remember from this movie because I find it very annoying. She's screaming and screaming and so out of sorts. But then I have to give it to her because she goes upstairs, grabs the gun... Comes down and shoots and shoots Henry in the shoulder. Yeah. So when Jen walks back into her house, there's everything smashed, and Spencer has Henry in like a chokehold, and he's like, "Shoot him! Go get the gun and shoot him!" And then and she does shoot him. Yeah. Um, which was it was honestly a really funny scene. Um, but now Jen has been brought into the, oh my god, what's happening? And Spencer hits her with the highlights. Hey, I used to kill people for money. Now somebody wants to kill me. This is what's happening. And we got to go. We got to go. We got to figure out. We got to find my old boss because he tried to contact me and now somebody's trying to kill me. Yeah. So I need to get to the bottom of it. Go get the go bags. So they go and go get the they go and get the go bags and they they do leave. And but before that, they have a conversation with Henry. They've duct taped duct taped him to a chair. Henry says, like, there's a hit on you for 20 million dollars. If you think I'm the only one coming after you, you got another thing coming. And that's when they hear gunshots and and somebody else trying to assassinate them. So they go out the back door, they go into the garage, and then they take off. Of course, Henry gets out of his restraints and follows them in his gold... Love it. Like, sports car, it but like it's like a an or ugly a muscle car. Or something. Oh, yeah. It, it's very Rob Riggle. It is it 100%. Yes. I, and, I think it really fit his character because he was kind of, um, we got the sense that he was maybe sexually inappropriate at work, you know, make some bad jokes. He made a crack about himself having an STI at some point. Yeah. Just like whatever you think happened to the high school quarterback, like still driving that same muscle car like 20 <laughs> years later, that, that's his character here. Yeah. And he's like trying to kill spencer hashtag don't peek in high school yeah yeah exactly but <laughs> well, now he's now he's trying to get that bag 20 million bucks hey Heck i'd kill yeah. ashton kutcher for that uh definitely i just want to say for the fbi or anybody listening that was a joke i would not actually oh kill ashton kutcher for... <laughs> i was like what just <laughs> just throwing that you out never there. know who listens Anyways. so they get to a construction site probably one of theirs and um, they do some car chasing, and there is somebody else who is trying to kill them as well. They end up killing Henry. More or less, Rob Riggle gets killed. Yes. Spen- uh, Henry- Henry's gone. Henry First is assassin, gone. taken out. Correct. One down. However many more to go. Spencer figures out where his boss is and where he's staying based on the code that was in the postcard. So they go to the motel where his old boss is staying, and he's already dead. Two in the chest, one in the head. So Holbrook tried to contact him, but that was not legit. That's not from, like, the spy agency. Right. And clearly Holbrook's already dead, so somebody else is trying to kill Spencer. Exactly. So they break into Holbrook's computer and find pictures from years ago, and Spencer realizes that one of the pictures that were taken was taken by Jen's dad. 
you're foreshadowing so hard here. Because <laughs> I was going to brush over something else with Mr. Cornfield. Oh, okay. Well, then I don't have to. Well, no, no, no. no. When, when Holbrook's postcard came in, mm-hmm. when he was trying to reconnect with Spencer. Yes. Mr. Cornfield was in Spencer's office at the time, and he did take a, 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 quick, a quick glance look. at that postcard. Yes, he did. Just throwing that fact out there. Right. Just just tossing it out into the universe. We're leading the witness a little bit. Here, but. <laughs> anyway, there is one element that might add to Jen being a little bit more out of control, which is that she thinks she's pregnant. So around this time of the movie, um, they actually go to like a little, you know, drugstore and grab a bunch of pregnancy tests but there's an employee there yes they're in a kmart kevin 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 from kmart played by usher usher's in this movie <laughs> he is a few things what in the world happened to usher I like know. like the, obviously music career aside clearly around this point he was trying to jump into acting i think so has he done a single thing since not music related i don't think so okay has he I don't think so. Can we do the official ranking All right. of musicians turned actors slash actresses? Ooh, I like this. Okay. So I've got a list of what I would consider top five best and top five worst musicians to try acting. Okay. Do you Hit want me. best or worst first? Let's do worst. First on my list, in no particular order, we literally just did a movie with him. Harry Connick Jr., He's your worst? Why? He's he's not my worst because he's a bad actor. He's my worst because I don't think he's... A... We've talked about him many times, yeah. and it just occurred to me, how was he a musician? Like, what did he do? I have I have no concept of I, his musical career. I think he... Like, he does... I mean, he is a judge on American Idol. Right yeah, now. why, though? I like Because clearly he has a musical background. I have not heard... A single song by Harry Connick Jr., maybe, honestly, maybe in my memory. Maybe he's not your people, you know? Like, maybe the music is not your people. What does he do? You know, have you Googled it? Okay, yeah, Google. Okay, so I did. He has sold over 28 million albums 28? worldwide. He is ranked among among the top 60 best-selling male artists in the U.S. by That's the Recording no. Industry Association of That's America. Not true. With 16 million in certified sales. Like, name a song. And he also has, like, you know, the typical Christmas album. Um, <laughs> Harry Connick Jr.'s Christmas. Recipe for Love, Just the Way You Are. Like, just... Oh, Just the Way You Are Actually, cover? he has he has one um, called I Could Only Whisper Your Name. <laughs> um, as well as They Long to Be Close to You. Wow. Yeah, Let's Just Kiss. Oh, he was made to do romantic comedy. So, like, I feel like maybe he's um, under the realm of, like, a Michael Buble. I was going to say, he sounds like a, yeah, exactly, like a Michael Buble. Uh, the next one on my list, Mariah Carey. Unpopular opinion, I don't like Mariah Carey. So, I'm fine with her being in that boat. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say that might not be an unpopular opinion because I do not remember. So, I'm only thinking of that movie Glitter back in 01. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember it. I never watched it. One, because I don't like Mariah Carey. It was horrible. Um, it was bad. LL Cool J. Okay, no. LL Cool J has been on NCIS for the last 13 years. Yeah, that's where acting careers go to die. That's like, you, you just want to continue to make a lot of money, but like... You're on NBC at like eight o'clock on Thursdays. Who cares? Well, like that's prime time for the middle-aged white women and me. <laughs> and you. 
Uh, in the same vein, I've also got Ice Cube here. What? What? Okay, what Ice Cube. Ice Cube's in um, Law and Order. Law and Order. That's mm-hmm. right. Is Law and Order still on? Yes. Are you kidding me? Like Law and Order has been on for the last thirty years. Final yes. worst mm-hmm. musician to acting, Rihanna. What was she in? Oh, she's in a lot. And what? I actually no. Here's the thing, and I don't think it's Rihanna's fault. Okay. She was in Bring It On. All or Nothing. Oh, yes. Oh, I, I remember that one. She was in Battleship. Remember that one? <gasps> she played like one of the main characters in Battleship. She did, yeah. Um, Valerian, do you remember that? It was with... Um, yeah, she was in that? Yeah, she was. She had a she had a part in it, like maybe like 10 minutes. Interesting. What I'm saying is that Rihanna's been in a lot of shit movies. I don't know if she her acting is bad, but like whoever picks her movies is mm. bad. And now how about the best? Uh, J-Lo I think we can agree she's I agree I no 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 I agree with you on that one she's quite a good actress as well as a singer Mark Wahlberg oh Marky Mark Mark and the Funky Bunch don't forget no 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 I know and actually most people probably don't know that he was a singer because I don't think he actually likes to lead with that I mean I don't think he does like to lead with that. I was going to say, I don't think anybody leads with that. Yeah, no. If you're introducing Mark Wahlberg to your friends, (laughs) you're not like, hey, remember Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch? (laughs) But lots of people don't know that he was a singer prior to his acting career. He was was a singer and now he's an actor, which is why I would put him in best transitions because we know him more as an actor now. Definitely. I completely agree there. Um, Tim McGraw. He's done it very well. You're a big Yellowstone fan. Have you watched 1883 yet? I haven't. However, Sarah, is it 1883? Yeah. Okay. He's the star of 1883. He is, and I just blindside. I really have Mm -hmm. to. I have. I haven't watched 1883 yet because I haven't made it through Yellowstone quite. You know, I haven't finished it. But also, prequel is right. Like it's all the stuff. Yes, I know. (laughs) Like I don't think you need to finish. Yeah, but I'm halfway through Yellowstone, so I got to finish it. Okay. But it's the Faith Hill Tim McGraw thing that that's like. Okay, you guys are both singers. Can you act? Tim McGraw, I, I have more of a, a forgiving heart for him for acting because I know that he was in, you know, Four Christmases and a few other things. But I've never seen Faith Hill act. Yeah, she's acted before. Has I, she? Off the top of my head, I can't okay. remember. But um, I've also got Lady Gaga on the list. Oh, she's transitioned. A star is born. As long as I think it's a musical type movie, well, right? I, I haven't seen House of Gucci, House of Gucci but I've House heard Gucci, yeah. she's pretty good. I heard she's pretty good. Other than like people... People give her a ton of flack on her Italian accent, which, like, I don't know. I haven't watched the movie yet, so I don't know. But Finally, might mm-hmm. be controversial. Will Smith. Wow. Like, did you do that on purpose? A little bit. I kind of just wanted to talk about the slap. We're, like, a week and a half out from the slap, so we don't need to talk about it. But Oof. do we not agree, despite everything? Oosh. <laughs> Oosh. Mm-hmm. That he's still a very successful actor he's an okay actor like i don't think he's i mean i haven't watched the movie he won for this year no i haven't either but like he's he's okay i don't think he's black wild wild west (sighs) Mm. yeah like i think he was okay i think he makes the list on fresh prince of bel-air alone Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was like a sitcom it was fantastic though it was for a 90s sitcom sarah are you I'm I'm just saying. Are you insinuating that Fresh Prince of Bel Air is not a premium no, sitcom no. right now? <laughs> well, they re- they're redoing it, eh? Yeah, I don't I don't. It's love more. That. It's it's like a dark. It's a more of a dark drama, <sighs> like 
drama. No, I don't think it's any comedy. I think it's like a drama. They always do this. I know. I, I hate that. Do you know they're also doing a Sixteen Candles TV show? Really? Yeah, like a limited series. I think it might be like six episodes. Oh, I had no idea. Selena Gomez is producing it. No offense, Selena Gomez. This oh. sounds like a f- horrible idea. Because like John Hughes movies are yeah. so beloved. Yes. I don't know. I don't. I don't want somebody to redo Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You oh know? my god! If somebody redid Ferris Bueller's Day Off, if they redid it, I don't know what I would do because like that is just. There's so many cult classics from the '90s that yeah. we grew up with that um, if they tried to redo them now, I don't know. It's and some of those movies haven't even aged well, right? No. Well, so we like them doing it now, candles and it it did not yeah. age well. So honestly. that's interesting. That's really interesting. Um. Yeah. Who did I miss Smith, on this list? Who you missed? Britney Spears. Oh, sh- oh yeah, she she belongs in the crossroads. Oh uh, yeah, she did. that's that's a worst for yeah. sure. Um yeah, like I would say it's not it wasn't a, not a successful. Good. Um Justin Timberlake. Yeah, see, I don't know if he belongs in the worst or best, so I just left him off both lists. Is he like a mid- he's a middle category, I think, because he's done some movies where I'm like you're really like wow, you're that was that was good. You were weren't too bad. And then he's done other movies. Like I hated him in Bad Teacher. He was also in like um was it Remember the Zohan? He's done some stupid movies where he's also stupid in the stupid movie. Like <laughs> like actually Bad Teacher is a great example. Oh, it was awful to watch. He was so awkward. Um Aquafina. Yeah, and you know, I I just haven't seen her enough like she's in she's in a movie that we should do right she's in crazy she's in crazy rich asians we were gonna do crazy rich asians but when we went to go do it it was off the streaming services so we definitely have to check to see if it's on she was in jumanji she was in oceans eight like she's been in a lot of stuff dwight yokum yeah he he just he's done stuff he has yes i don't know if he's like in that stardom category for acting no i don't i i agree i agree with you uh mandy moore She's made a comeback, man. And she was a good oh, actress. She's on this is us now. She I totally yes. forgot about that. Because I only yeah. remember um Final Season. Yes, yeah. I only remember a walk to remember with her. Really? Walk to remember, yeah. And I think she did a few other movies, like teen movies throughout the two thousands, and then she kind of went away. She also had like albums, like she was a musician, singer, and then yeah, now she's back doing more acting. So Usher makes neither of those lists because he was not bad in this role, but he never transitioned to acting at all, I, I think. I almost would have given him a cameo instead of writing him as Kevin the Kmart manager. <laughs> Kevin the Kmart guy. Like, that's what I would have... Like, I would have given him a full cameo instead of, like, him trying to act as Kevin. So, at this point, he's back at his office. Like, so Spencer, Spencer is yeah. back at his office trying to gather a few things, trying to get that postcard back, and just, just getting some things... Getting his Tidy bearings. Up. There were some things that he had to get at the office. But now we have uh, Jen taking a pregnancy test and his coworker Vivian's there. Yes. We're back to the movie, guys. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sure enough, she's also a sleeper agent. And she tries to kill him, same as Rob, does. just like Rob Riggle did. She yes. Takes and, some shots. And before that, right, right before that, the male guy is also a sleeper agent who tries to kill him. There's a lot of people trying to kill Spencer right now. Seemingly everybody. I was going to say, basically their entire lives are sleeper agents. They kill her in the boardroom through the new antler chandeliers that they bought. Yeah, that was a little throwback. They mentioned it earlier in the episode. She... I like that. How they... I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit more about her later. Oh, okay. I'll just be upfront. She gets my honorable mention. She also... Yeah, she gets a little bit more. But yeah, more or less... Spencer has 
um, had assassination attempts against him multiple, multiple times today. And again, this is where Jen still wants to go to her parents' house and she's reliant on them. And again, it's a bit much. Like, would you like, would you go to my parents' house? No, exactly. Like, I wouldn't kill us. That would be not the first place. Like, let's bring my parents into this, too. Let's bring your mom into the mix. God. See what's going to happen. Yeah, no. No. Anything you want to get as far away from them and you want to separate the bullets from the rest of the family, in my opinion. Yes. Right. So the last time they were at the house when Henry was there and then um, they didn't get their go bags. They didn't have a chance to grab them and their passports and everything like that because he's hidden them in all different places in the house. You know, the guns are in a different place. The passports are in, you know, under under their bed or whatever. And so they didn't have a chance to grab everything they needed. So they head back to their house and... They realize that it's the night of the block party. party. So there are tons of people all around their community that are like this block party, man. It was bumping. Um, This is like a festival or like a carnival that you'd see like pull up to town and like service the whole town, not just the block. This is insane. There's like rides. There's like cotton candy. It's crazy. And so they're like weaving their way through trying to get to their house and You don't know. And I did like this about the movie. You had no idea who was an assassin and who wasn't. Because they introduced you to so many different characters throughout the movie that you knew some of them would be, but you didn't know if all of them would be. So you had no idea which ones were which. See, in my opinion, I hated that. Because I thought it was so unbelievable. I'm like, okay, so two of his coworkers, the male guy, there was another neighbor that tried to kill them. Like, how many... How many sleeper agents do you just know in your life? And now, you know what? Let's play a game. All right. Because I think I think the number is one. So what I want you to do, listening, <laughs> okay. and Sarah, you can do this as well. I want you to close your eyes. All right. I want you to think about your coworkers, your neighbors. My theory is that every single person has one person in their life who they're like, uh, you know what? I think it might be him. I don't know if he's an assassin or a spy, but he could actually be it. And we do have one in our lives, Sarah. By the yes, way. okay. Oh, you already know no, who no, I'm no, talking no, no, about. No. You I'm, just said yes. Well, like I'm I'm trying I'm thinking, I closed my eyes, like you said, and I was thinking about who in our lives could be. And when I said yes, it was like I'm in I'm interested in what you have to say next about who you think it is. Well, I'm not gonna say the name, but our neighbor, we, we have a neighbor just over here. He's such a nice guy. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think of which one. I'm genuinely fifty fifty. I, I think he might actually be a spy. Oh, my God. Just because of his sh- his sheer machine-like laser focus oh, I know he brings you're talking about. to such wild <laughs> hobbies such as running. <laughs> running is how it tipped me off that this guy is, is some kind of bounty hunter. Okay. I cover mornings occasionally, which means that I'm awakened at the door, hopefully before 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. On more than one occasion when I've been covering which is very rare. I have run into this guy, or rather, he has run into me. <laughs> Literally, because he's running. Right, because yeah. as I'm leaving at like 4.45 a.m., I'm praying for a caffeine IV. I'm just trying to keep my eyes open. <laughs> this f***ing guy is jogging down our street. He's just out for a run. Whoa. You know what? I remember 4.30. I remember when we first got our, our dog. 
um, in the middle of winter and I would be out there at like 3, 4 a.m. letting her go out to go to the washroom. And the psychopath and is be, running. And I'd be standing there like literally with my eyes closed, half asleep. And then I'd see a light come on and I'm like, oh, like who's that? And sure enough, he'd come out and just start <laughs> jogging. Just and I was like, jogging. where is he going? Like, what is he doing? Like, I don't understand. Um, obviously, like, lot, yeah. he, he works shift work, but like, Jesus, I'm I mean, sure we have like, I don't good know, for him. We, we probably have nurses listening. Be honest with yourself. Would you go home from a shift at 2 a.m. and just jog home like a nice, a like 10 K? I've heard he jogs to work though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. To and from. Oh yes. Yes. So he's that, that's what I mean. Like sometimes he's finishing his jog when mm-hmm. I'm leaving. So what he started at 3 a.m. at 2 a.m.? The other thing that that really tips me off about this is that there's seemingly nothing wrong with him. He's actually a very kind man. Yeah, he's very nice. Which makes it more suspicious. Oh, my God. Like, okay, jogs like a maniac, and there's seemingly nothing wrong with him. So do you think he's like a sleeper agent for us specifically? Like, what are we up to? No. (laughs) No, he's not a sleeper agent for us, but, I mean, Dawn across the street? I don't know. You know, who who knows? <laughs> who knows who he's after? Oh, my God. Just just stay out of his he's way. He's just sleeping, you know? <laughs> or not. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, block party. Yeah. Spencer and Jen, they're back at the house. They're trying to grab the go bag. And, and a few other items at their house. All of a sudden, Jen's mom walks in, t- in through the door. Catherine and- O'Hara is here. Yes, Catherine O'Hara. And... Jen's like, oh my God, like, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, like, I just came to see you. And Jen's like, this is a really bad time. And she goes, no kidding. And sure enough, Kristen, Jen's best friend and neighbor, walks in with a gun to Jen's mom's head. Simultaneously with that happening, Spencer is upstairs. And Jen didn't notice that two more of their neighbors uh, had snuck into the house. They realized that Spencer was upstairs and they go upstairs to try and kill Spencer. So now there are three, there's two groups, three total total assassins in the house. Spencer ends up trying to deal with the two upstairs, but as they, you know, start shooting, Jen is with her friend downstairs, and she's freaking out. She's like, who's upstairs? Like, I gotta kill this guy. I've been waiting three years. She, she's a little bit mean. She's like, I've been listening to you, like... Oh my god, yeah. Complain, be- yeah, complain about your perfect life. On. Spencer gets rid of the two people upstairs. I can't remember what happens to the friend, though. Because Mr. Cornfelt shows up. Yes, she gets shot. Does two, he dispose? Two, yeah. Two to the chest, one to the heart. Uh, yeah. One to the head. So Mr. Cornfeld arrives. He kills Jen's friend. Everybody's like, oh my God, Mr. Cornfeld's got a gun. Spencer comes downstairs and he reveals listen, guys, I think the real culprit, the real mastermind behind this whole thing has been Mr. Cornfelt this whole time. And he killed Holbrook and he set this whole thing up. So we foreshadowed it a little bit when Tom <laughs> Selleck showed up at the workplace. He saw the postcard and he realized that Spencer's old boss was trying to get him back in the game. And I, they never really explained this, but I guess Mr. Kornfeld was a pretty high up CIA agent. Some, Assassin. Somebody. Yeah. yeah. He was somebody very important and he vaguely knew that Spencer was a spy. So he, through the next three years, had been putting sleeper agents in the lives of Jen and Spencer so that when this day came, he could be like, all right, everybody kill him. So now we've made it to my best scene, actually. Ooh. Everything's been revealed. Mr. Kornfelt, Tom Selleck has been behind it all. He's been trying to get Spencer killed. Spencer reveals, no, you know, I realized that my boss was going dirty. I wanted out of the game. 
when he sent me that postcard, I wanted to cut everything off. Jen reveals to the family, this is all great, but I'm pregnant, guys. Um, Catherine O'Hara is getting drunk. <laughs> um, and then we have the trust circle. This is my favorite. Oh, my God, the trust circle. That was hilarious. I finally understand that I am not to blame for this dynamic, okay? You are, and you need to own that. I need to own the fact that I unwittingly married the one man who is exactly like my father. A liar. Because Katherine Heigl, she kind of went through a roller coaster of emotions for me in this movie. She was funny. She was dorky. She was relatable. Felt bad for her a little bit. And then she quickly became very annoying for like 30 minutes. <laughs> um, and I don't know why. Like, does she keep on getting pigeonholed into the high-strung, overreacting, suspicious... But like kind of alpha female oh, sort of role. I think role. so. I think I think that's a good call, especially yeah. the the ultra like neurotic and, yeah. and high anxiety. Like, like in yeah. Ugly Truth, yes. she's like type A. Yeah, she's really perfectionist. Yeah. So like, yeah, it, it kind of occurred to me that like this scene was the best version of how that can play out, where like the trust circle. She's a very talented actress. Mm -hmm. She has some good jokes. The material's funny. No more stealing cars or hiding weapons in the furniture. And I never want to see you two try to kill each other again, okay? In fact, there will be no more killing. I don't want to see you swat a fucking fly, okay? All right? Are we all together on this? And maybe she likes roles like this because she can nail those scenes. Because she rides just on the edge of, like, she's almost a little bit too much. But then she's, like, charming and, like... Yeah, it, it was a good scene to <laughs> tie up a lot of loose ends in the movie, I think. Yes, I agree. And then we fast forward probably like, what, a year later? A baby's here. A baby's here. So Mr. Cornfelt and Spencer, they kissed and made up. Um, the whole family's happy. Jen and Spencer have had a baby. And now we're at the point where, you know, they're doing their date nights. And Mr. Cornfelt and Mrs. Cornfelt are babysitting. And there's a funny thing where, like, Tom Selleck hits a button and there are all these, like, lasers, like, trap lasers in the no, baby Spencer, room. No, Spencer does that. Oh, Spencer does yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Spencer does that. Um, So we get the idea that they're still living their spy-ish ways. But um, amicably. They're, uh, the, the family's happy. And to protect their family, right? Like, that's really the reason why they're still doing their, like, little spy tendencies. And and Spencer's growing a mustache just like Tom Selleck. <gasps> Which so we is have, hilarious. we have a little bit of that. Yes. Quick facts. During filming, Ashton Kutcher accidentally knocked out a stuntman with his fist. The movie was actually filmed in Nice, France over the course of seven days. Catherine Heigl said that she felt jet-lagged for most of the time. Both neighbor spy action comedy movies, Killers and Keeping Up with the Joneses, filmed their Burbs Suburbs scenes in Georgia. The movie's original script title was Five Killers. Mrs. Cornfelt's wine glass gets bigger throughout the movie. Oh, that's funny. Ashton Kutcher released the first 13 minutes of the movie exclusively on his Twitter page. The make and model of the fast sports car that Spencer is seen driving through out the mountains of southern France at the start of the movie is a 2009 Ferrari California convertible sports car. Tom Selleck has previously starred in such espionage-related movies as The Magnificent Thief in 1984, The Gypsy Warriors in 1978, and The Washington Affair in 1977. Tom Selleck's character, Mr. Kornfeld, refers to himself as having been a pilot. 
In the earlier movie High Road to China in 1983, Selleck portrayed a World War I ace fighter pilot named Patrick O'Malley. Three of the leading female cast members all have similar sounding names with different spellings, Katherine Heigl, Katherine O'Hara, and Katherine Winnick. The movie was nominated for one 2010 Razzie, Golden Raspberry Awards, in 2011. Star Ashton Kutcher won the Worst Actor Razzie Award at the 31st Golden Raspberry Awards ceremony for his role as Spencer in this movie and his part as Reed Bennett in the same year's film, Valentine's Day. Oh my God. Honorable mentions. Okay, so my honorable mention is Catherine O'Hara. Like, she is Uh, literally a gem of gems in this movie. Is she yours? No. Okay, good. Okay. My, that is, the yeah, my honorable mention. She is so amazing. I want to know what happened to Catherine O'Hara. O'Hara. Oh, O'Hara. Oh, oh. Can you say it? Can you say O'Hara? O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, she did Home Alone. Yeah, she did Home Alone. Back in the 90s. Yeah. And then she did Shit's Creek. Yes. In the, that, that's been like the last six years. She was amazing in both those. What happened in between is all I want. Like, obviously this, but like she had like five lines. Maybe she lived her life. You know, and came back to it. I think about people like that. Like the the Rick Moranises. I love Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, Matthew Broderick. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Then what? That's true. Well, I mean, he's married to Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, is he actually? Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Uh, What about Melissa Joan Hart? She was like a 90s like staple. And what happened to her? 100%. I've got Julia Stiles on the list as well. Julia Stiles, yes. She kind of just like... Fell off the other than Jason Bourne. She did yeah, the Jason she, Bourne movie. She was like the fifth, uh, yeah, person. And Jodie Foster would be another one who I'm like, where where'd you go? Jodie Foster, yeah, she hasn't really done anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Catherine O'Hara, like she did Beetlejuice. She did, uh, you know what? A lot of it is in the nineties. I was 90s. about to say Beetlejuice is also she still nineties. She did some animated. Uh, oh great! Yeah. She did Surviving Christmas. Whatever that is. Uh, a Christmas rom com, I think. <laughs> Thank you. But like clearly. Okay, in Schitt's Creek, what what I'm getting at is she is fantastic in Schitt's Creek. Yes, she she she's done that. Yeah, 2015 to 2020. And it's kind of like, well, okay, I feel like there was a missed opportunity where we forgot that she was very very good at stuff. What should have been? I they should have gone into a family spy business and and be the next generation of spy kids. Wow. Yeah. You just you pigeon or you you just. Slipped in a Spy Kids. Yeah, I did. I loved Spy revival? Kids. Revival, like yes, 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 wow. absolutely, yeah, and have their kids be the next generation of Spy Kids. Wild. So before we do our overall rewatchability, we have one more thing. So I want to talk about the killers or the assassins in this movie, and um, I want to know who your favorite one was, and then I'll tell you who my favorite one was. Yeah, I've kind of got like one and a half favorite assassins because okay. I think Rob Riggle who played Spencer's mm. co-worker and best friend, Henry. Um, he had the best character arc and I think the most memorable lines of all the assassins. And I think the most developed. Yeah, right. I, exactly. They fleshed him out a little bit better mm-hmm. than any anybody else, really. Everybody else was kind of just like neighbors or the other co-worker. And it's, and it's too bad, sorry, and it's too bad that he was the first one to to die, right? Because it would have been cool if he would have come back at the very end and been like the last one standing. Yeah, oh, you know? you're right. A that would have been cool. A little part two for <laughs> Rob Riggle. But um, yeah, I, I thought he brought the most to the movie. With that said, 
I'll give like a like a second like most likely to succeed award to Vivian, played mm. by Catherine Winnick, who first off, um, she is my honorable mention because if you've seen the show Vikings, fantastic actress. Right. I'm kind of sad she's not in too many other things, and I think if she had a bigger start to her acting career. Like, I could totally see a world where she was cast as Black Widow instead of Scarlett Johansson. Oh, wow. Especially after watching this movie, because, like, she has that kind of vibe. And the Vikings, right? Like, she's she plays, like, a you know, a really great character in Vikings as well. Yeah. I forgot that she was in that. Um, Regardless, though, I, I thought she was, she was the only one that I'm like, ooh, like, Spencer, like, she almost got you there. Like, that was pretty close. So I agree with you. I would say that Vivian was the closest to actually being successful in killing Spencer. Yeah, I, I do agree there. Um, we also did um, glaze over the woman who hits on, her name's Olivia, the woman who hits on Spencer every chance she gets. And it's yeah. played by Lisa Ann, Lisa Ann Walter. Um, she dies quite quickly and whatever. But her character is very funny. Who I think is not necessarily the most successful, but who I thought was just like a funny scene or character for the assassins or killers were the two neighbors um who drove through the fence so lily and mac played by alex borstein and kevin sussman are those the ones who go upstairs the The mary yes they then proceed to get into the actual house and they have like high-tech gear they got night vision they got like they were decked out to the point where it was like you are like almost a comical assassin like it was funny (laughs) like the way that they they spencer and jen had to like climb over the fences and it was like the way they filmed that scene, I thought was really funny. Um, and then they get into the house and then they, you know, shoot the 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 closet. And but he's not actually in there or, you know, he ends up coming down from the ceiling and kicking them. And it was comical to me because they were, you know, a married couple or so we would think. And they were also assassins or killers. But they had little tiffs that married couples would like. Yeah. And I just appreciated that because I was like, that's funny because they're the only couple assassins are killers throughout this movie so i liked them give a little bit more texture mm-hmm. to the assassins because really rob riggle was the only one who we really fleshed out everybody else was like oh vivian the co-worker oh the person who hits on spencer a yeah. lot Kristen, the best friend jen's best friend like, yeah the the who- male guy overall rewatchability so my rewatchability is as follows chemistry four storyline 3.85 thirst factor four imagination 2.4 Soundtrack 3, Cheese 3, for an overall score of 3.37 out of 5. 3.37? Yes. So I've got Chemistry 2, Storyline 3, Thirst Factor 2.8. Why? How? Katherine Heigl and Ashton Kutcher are both really good looking. Like, it's it's mostly Ashton Kutcher for me. Like, he's shirtless for the first two minutes. He gets the entirety of that 2.8. What? I think nobody else really oh was impressed. Oh my god, that's terrible scoring. Um, <laughs> anyway, whatever. Whatever, continue. Imagination 3.75, soundtrack 3, cheese 2, for an overall score of 2.75 out of 5. All right. You know what? Good, enjoyable watch. I think that number is a little low. When you really break it down, like go category by category maybe it it leaves a little bit to be desired but like an enjoyable watch you know what would bring it up if you brought up your thirst factor but i'm just saying i don't think it deserves to be higher than Mm. a three so i said 2.8 all right that's my decision sarah and i'm sticking to it okay next up on the pod are we ready 
We're doing about time. Woo! It's finally back on streaming services. That is like sneakily the most requested movie. It is. Like you know, a little peek behind the the rom-com rewind Instagram curtain. Uh we got so many requests for about time. Mm-hmm. You've never watched it. No, I've never seen it. I'm really Man, excited. It is it's good, Sarah. I'm excited, but is it a tearjerker? Oh yes. Okay, like I oh, uh, God, it's so emotional. It's it's not like so many super emotions. emotional, but it is it's it's emotional. Oh, okay. Sure. This has been the rom com rewind of Killers. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know what? Amazon Music also has like an app too. I don't know if people listen on that, but hey, if you do, thank you. If there's a subscribe button, hit it. Um, and if you want to reach out and suggest another movie, because we're about to do the one you all request, which is about time, um, you can hit us up on Instagram at romcom rewind, TikTok, our email address, romcomrewind at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.